Welcome back to Network's Tech Talk, a Samsung podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Pickens, and we've got another great conversation for you today. The private network business has really expanded over recent years. The use of 5G in private networks has made a lot possible for enterprises, as indicated by the thousands of 5G network trials going on globally. We're going to talk today about how 5G is helping grow the private network market and how 5G private networks compare to LTE. With me today is Bob O'Donnell, the president and founder of Technalysis Research, and he's here to help us understand why 5G is imperative to the private networks business. Welcome, Bob. Thanks, Kaylee. Happy to be here. All right, so let's jump in. Why is 5G better suited for private networks than previous wireless technologies like LTE? Well, there's a number of ways uh, that 5G offers benefits over LTE, and we need to break them down into a couple of different categories. Uh, First, there's just the basic stuff that we've all heard about 5G. Uh, Number one, uh, that it can be faster uh, than LTE. And number two, that it can have lower latency, which means the delay is less, and so you get a more responsive network. Those are sort of the two of the the key benefits that we've seen uh, 5G talked about versus 4G LTE. Uh, But there are several other factors to bear in mind. One of the big ones is particularly around spectrum. And spectrum is the radio frequencies that you transmit your signals on. Any wireless network, whether it's Wi-Fi, cellular, Bluetooth, all of these things use uh, radio spectrum of different wavelengths. The issue is with a private network, private cellular network, in the past, you've had to license spectrum or even purchase rights to the spectrum, uh, which is an extraordinarily expensive, very, very complicated process. Now, some organizations have gone ahead and done it because it makes sense for them in the long run to be able to do that. But for the vast, vast majority of companies, that's been a deal killer right there. Like this whole notion of having to worry about spectrum has just been way too much uh, for most organizations. With 5G, what we're seeing is the use of a technology referred to as CBRS. It's actually not a technology. It's a a set of frequencies, Citizen Broadband Radio Service. And what's interesting about CBRS is it's a cellular network spectrum, but it has some Wi-Fi-like capabilities. And what I mean by that is there are two parts of CBRS. One's called GAA and the other's called PAL. And GAA... I believe is generalized auth- general authorized access or something along those lines. And what it allows people to do is just use the spectrum freely, uh, just as you would with Wi-Fi. It's unlicensed, just as Wi-Fi is, which means anybody can use it at any time. Of course, if you happen to be right next door to another company that's also using GAA, you can theoretically run into issues where the two could potentially conflict with each other, but the likelihood of that is probably relatively modest. Nevertheless, if you really want to ensure that you have your own frequencies, there's something called PAL, or Priority Access License. Again, this is a subdivision of CBRS. And with PAL, what you can do, and what companies have done, is they've purchased access uh, to those frequencies. Um, And it's called partially licensed because there are also some deals, if you're on the east or west coast of the U.S., potentially there's issues with the Department of Defense, and the Department of Defense can quickly take over those frequencies. That's part of the deal. That's why the spectrum was significantly less expensive for PAL licenses in CBRS than it would be if you tried to license regular RF spectrum uh, from from the FCC as, as the big carriers have to do. 
So with the option to use CBRS, either whether it's GAA or PAL, all of a sudden companies have the opportunity to get access to the cellular spectrum they need at a significantly lower cost or even free um, in the case of GAA. Uh, and that opens up a lot more opportunities. So that's a huge benefit uh, that we have with 5G. Now, to be fair, uh, you can do uh, 4G with CBRS, and some of the initial implementations of CBRS have been using 4G LTE, but all of them are upgradable to 5G. And, and the thought, of course, is that because of the benefits inherently to 5G, we will see all of the CBRS spectrum eventually being used with 5G. Interesting. So we talked a lot about the spectrum that's going to be powering these future applications, but what type of applications do you see playing a major part in the 5G private networks? Well, I think we're going to see a number of different things happen. I mean, some people have talked about this notion of uh, private 5G essentially replacing Wi-Fi as a general connectivity standard. I really don't think that's going to happen uh, very much at all. And there may we can, might find a few exceptions, but for the most part, it's too expensive. It's too complicated. It just doesn't make any sense when you've got solid, very functional Wi-Fi networks in most organizations. But there are some inherent benefits to cellular um, that make a lot of sense for a number of companies and organizations. Number one, cellular networks in general are more optimized to handle more devices. So if you have thousands and thousands of sensors, for example, on manufacturing machines or other types of environments or in a large warehouse, um, the ability to handle all of those uh, individual devices is better on cellular networks. In addition, if you have particularly large physical spaces, you know, football field-sized warehouses or multiple football field-sized warehouses uh, or retail stores, for example, um, the ability to have multiple zones and seamlessly transition between those zones is better with cellular. Another thing, another thing that's a benefit to cellular is generally the signals are output at a higher power level, which means they travel farther. So uh, the ability to build a stronger network that covers a wider area is much better with cellular than it is with Wi-Fi. This is also important, for example, if you have a logistics environment where, for example, uh, you need to have a consistent network both inside these large warehouses and, say, outside, or, you know, in a parking lot where there's a bunch of trucks lined up uh, to pick up uh, whatever goods uh, need to be picked up and transported. So that's a situation where something like a private cellular network makes a lot of sense. In addition, what we also see, I think, a lot of applications around advanced manufacturing, where you've got a number of machines that work together, um, spitting out a lot of data, and you want them to be synchronized. Again, another interesting benefit of uh, cellular networks is they can support now something called time-sensitive networking. In the old days, factories were all connected together via wired Ethernet because, A, it gave you fast speeds, it was very reliable in terms of quality of service, and, C, it supported this ability to keep everything in sync. Well, now... With 5G, what we're seeing is the ability to handle the same level of quality of service, to be able to deliver that quality of service, and to be able to handle these time-sensitive network applications. 
And I, I think of this sort of as like with a musical example, like a metronome where everything has to be on the beat. And so with a time-sensitive network, you can ensure that all the pulses over the network are in sync with each other so that everything happens at the same time. And for very sophisticated, very advanced robotics-types manufacturing environments, that's critically important. So that's another very interesting application. Um, at the same time, we have the security benefits of a cellular network. Most cellular networks, of course, require, uh, actually all cellular networks, require a SIM of some kind, whether it be a physical SIM or a, an eSIM, to connect to the network. That means, of course, it's a lot harder for external devices to be able to connect to that network. That's inherently more secure than, say, a public Wi-Fi network where anybody can theoretically connect. So that's one of the inherent security benefits of a cellular network. So you put all those together and you can think of a number of environments where that's going to be important. I mentioned manufacturing. I mentioned logistics. You can imagine that also being the case in healthcare, uh, in large hospitals and other you know, very large medical organizations where you've got a bunch of connected devices and you want that data to be secure and you want it not to be able to get out. That's important for security and, of course, for privacy, for things like HIPAA. Um, Large retail environments could also benefit from something like this. So I think that's another potential application is um, retail stores creating their own networks for things like uh, tracking all the goods on the shelves and doing inventory uh, automatically. Bottom line is I think you're going to see a number of uh, applications that can take advantage of the unique physical characteristics uh, and operational characteristics uh, of a private 5G network. So you mentioned a lot about these large enterprises, manufacturing, logistic plants. Do you think that private networks are primarily going to be applicable for large enterprises, or do you think that small and medium-sized businesses will be able to make use of them as well? You know, for the most part, I think it's going to be the large enterprises that can take advantage of it. If there are very specialized, medium-sized businesses that say, again, like in logistics, the example I was giving, if I have a very advanced logistics organization, uh, or if I'm doing very advanced manufacturing, maybe I have some very high-tech devices that I'm building and I have very precise robotic machines controlling them. Again, that might make sense. Um, for a lot of small organizations in particular and even some of the medium-sized organizations, the problem is there are some you know, decent upfront costs uh, involved with putting together a private network, uh, private cellular network. So that could be a deterrent to a number of them. That's why I think we'll primarily see it in you know, more specialized, medium-sized companies, uh, but primarily in large enterprise. So factoring in cost and access to spectrum, what else should an enterprise consider before they decide to add a 5G private network? Well, the thing about private 5G networks is while they're sort of functionally similar to a Wi-Fi network in that they provide high-speed connectivity, the way they're managed and operated is different. And so you'll often find that the skill sets required to manage and operate those networks is not the same, and you may not have those people uh, with the appropriate skill sets in-house. So that might re require you know, getting the right people, getting some people who used to work at, at a large telco, for example, and bring them in-house to help manage this. And or working along with a carrier uh, or a specialized solution provider uh, to help with that. You know, we're seeing that a number of major equipment companies who sell the equipment that you need to build a private 5G network are also involved with this. Uh, you know, a company like Samsung Networks that sells this equipment, 
knows that a part of what they have to do is also be able to set it up and to teach people how to appropriately manage it because it is different and, and people have to be aware of that and they have to understand what's involved. So there's that process involved and then, again, potentially working with a third-party service provider or solutions provider to help organizations manage their network as they you know, evolve and expand it. And do you think 5G alone is going to be transformative enough for enterprises um, and private networks, or will it really require 5G plus another emerging technology like 5G plus AI, 5G plus machine learning? It's a great question, uh, Kaylee. I, you know, I think it's we are going to see a combination of things. I mean, 5G by itself is interesting, right? I mean, as I said, there are a couple of physical characteristics of 5G that I've described that are beneficial, but they don't apply to everybody, right? So, um, and, and, and Wi-Fi has gotten significantly better and there's a number of enhancements to Wi-Fi. So we ha- you got to bear that in mind. But what's really interesting about 5G is the ability to combine compute capabilities directly into the network. I mean, one of the things what we're, that we're seeing with cellular networks now is a number of these cellular networks are using technologies that basically are software running on traditional servers from the likes of, you know, your Dells and HPEs of the world. Um, you know, and Samsung, for example, makes software that helps uh, run some of their uh, network equipment that way. And so if I've got the computing equipment in place to run the network, and then if I can run applications on top of that, then all of a sudden you have the ability to create new kinds of applications that we haven't even thought about yet, right? I mean, we're still in the early days of 5G. Remember with 4G, when it first came out, we didn't think about things like, you know, Uber uh, or uh, Airbnb or other kinds of services that are that can only happen through a cellular network connection. Um, and a lot of people expect the same thing to happen with 5G. But we're still figuring out what exactly those are going to be. But there is this sense of, well, if I can combine the compute directly on the network, then you can do some very interesting things. And so I can do, for example, I mentioned the manufacturing environments. If you have thousands of sensors delivering data over the network to this compute resource, then you can do analytics on that directly on the same computing hardware that's running the network. Theoretically, you can build some pretty interesting and obviously very responsive applications. So that's one possibility. So I I do think it's going to be this combination of intelligent computing uh, embedded into the network, uh, the ability to run AI on that same computing hardware and to tie it all together as a system, you know, and do what a lot of people refer to as edge computing applications. I mean, this is an edge computing application where it's all being done right there and I don't have to send it back to the cloud, which can save me money in terms of uh, the cost of, of moving data uh, into the cloud and back, the egress costs, as they refer to them, uh, with cloud computing providers. So I can do it all locally, and there's obviously security benefits and privacy benefits of doing that as well. So long story short is, yes, I do think it's going to be the combination of 5G with these edge computing scenarios, uh, with things like AI um, happening with the data being collected over the network that are really going to drive uh, you know, the more advanced uh, applications for and the higher adoption of 5G private networks. Bob, this has been a great conversation. Um, I want to thank you for your time today. I think we're all looking forward to seeing how 5G will shape private networks and all the new exciting applications that are going to be developed for them. Sounds great. Thanks, Kaylee. 
And to our audience, thank you for participating in today's podcast. We look forward to seeing you next time on Networks Tech Talk.